Hey, Maddie. What? What do you get when you mix a Virgo and a Sagittarius? A good time. A hot mess. <laughs> Hi there. My name is Allison. I'm Maddie. And we are two best friends from northern Minnesota who both enjoy low-maintenance houseplants, highly caffeinated beverages, and everything spooky. In our podcast, our conversations are going to range from being zen and mindful to strange and unusual. It's not a phase, Mom. Or is it? What are those Adam Sandler movies? I don't know. Happy Madison. That's what it is. Is it? Oh, Happy Madison yeah, films? Yeah, Happy Madison. I think. I don't like the way I say my name. Madison? Madison? Do I say it like that? Madison? Meh. Madison. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, I don't like that. I'm Virgo. Nothing's good for me, Madison. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, what? Okay, I don't, okay, well, here, let's just, uh, get the, uh, ding, ding. the class. Hello. Episode 20. 20! This is the first time you're listening. Um, I'm Allison. What's your name? Mouthful of mac and cheese. <laughs> My name is Maddie. <laughs> Madison. <laughs> Madison, right? Madison. Madison. She's angry and mad. It's not Madison. Madison. Can you get some Madison. milk? 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 <laughs> Can I get a bag? Bag. 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 <laughs> do you ever just lean into your Minnesota accent? I sometimes do when I'm at work. Do when you? I answer the phone. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. All the time. Okay, ready? Ring, ring. Oh, oh, I want to call this. I want to call your work that I almost said on the air. Ring, <laughs> ring. I don't know. I Can I say how I answer the phone? I don't. Thank you for calling blank. Well, I don't. I don't say thank you for calling. I'm not thankful. Well, do that. Just, call. Just, I'm not thankful. <laughs> just don't say your workplace for like safety reasons. Customer service blank. How can I help you? Ew. Oh yeah. Ew. Your face got red. Yeah. You like morphed into a. My Libra. my customer service voice is getting faker by the day. I cannot work in customer service forever because my soul will die. That was. I didn't like what I just experienced. People, if you, if you, um, if I had to, like, it's audibly. It's, like, being possessed, in a way. Yeah, it was like really, my, my posture really shifted, bad. and I went, like, huh, Barbie doll face. Honestly. Customer service a- voice is baby talk for boomers. <laughs> okay, tell me I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's I love hilarious. it. I love it when customers, like, see me shut it off to like i'm talking to them and like you know the transaction mm-hmm. and then i turned my coworker and i was like oh hey oh i almost broke sorry that was just <laughs> my arm broke <clears throat> that was not in the scenario no i'll be like talking to the customer and like oh have a great day and then i'll turn my coworker and be like so what are you doing later <laughs> like it just it, instant shift i feel like customers see it and they're like oh you're acting it's like, yes, you're I'm acting yeah full-time acting right now acting. <laughs> That guy was really yeah. bad hangover and it's not in my underpants. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. Don't want to be here. Yeah. I'm here. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Customer service, man. Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome, guys. This is, it's not a, well, I keep. Why do you keep hitting Because I'm excited about this. Yeah. Cause episode 20. Episode 20. I'm really excited. Happy five. Excuse me? Happy five what? Happy five months? I just had this bubble like yeah, travel like, up my throat. I saw it and in then, your neck. I was like, you have an oh, Adam's. No, I didn't you, see I was it. Like, I didn't see it. Oh, no. If no, I had I ever been it. self-conscious, it was this moment. <laughs> <laughs> On my air. neck. In I got front a of bubble in the it. seven countries we broadcast <laughs> to. Oh, Happy gosh. five months. Happy, yeah. Let's, let's, let's cling to that. Oh, cute. There's a lot of plastic, yeah. What are you drinking right now? I'm drinking some uh, screwball peanut butter whiskey. What are you drinking? Which is actually really good. So good. I don't like whiskey, y'all, and I tried it, and I was like, oh, it's very tasty. I'm drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon. Sauvignon. Yeah. See my Adam's apple there? My French accent. One more time, one more time. Sauvignon. (laughs) It didn't look like it did. No. Yeah, no. Anyways. Oh, I was going to get you kumquats. I was going to bring you some. Oh. God. <laughs> Next time. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Aw. I was going to 
gonna bring you kumquats. <laughs> I forgot. They're so good. Okay, we should next time. Yeah, next time. Um, well, are we just gonna like yeehaw into it? I think we, we should. About it? I think we should because I think we should because yours is kind of spooky. Why is hefty? Uh, is there anything fun? Oh, uh, February is Women of Horror Month. What? Yeah, and we didn't celebrate it at all. So like, fuck Shit. us, right? Okay. We had a good run. All right. Yeehaw. Rip. Yeah, so I uh, I even have it written down right there. Oh my See, gosh. Women of Horror Month. Um, and Black History Month, obviously. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So I, well, in my college classes, um, we had a day off one day that was called a Student Success Day, where a bunch of keynote speakers came in, and like every hour there was a new, <laughs> there was a new speaker. I just yawned really big, and I tried to keep my eyes open, and, like, I tried to look alert, and I think I just, I think I just you shot scarred yourself. you for life. Like, it's just like, oh, I don't know. Yep. I, my really eyes are watering. I was really trying to keep my, oh, my acting going. Nope. Anyways, okay. these Continue. keynote speakers came in, and uh, for extra credit in one of my classes, I had to go to two different ones, so I chose... The uh, science of his, the science of horror, and it was these two, two people, two beautiful women coming in talking about women in horror mm-hmm. and like <clears throat> why it is what it is, and it was awesome. And I really wish that we would have uh, dug in. Maybe March can be like March Madness of horror. We can let's do talk that. about the women of yeah. women of horror. Let's do that. We That's can a just good like idea. dig deep into yeah the female just. Female beings. Of, um, we should also do some, I mean, obviously, like, horror, but, like, also, like, female serial killers. Right. Well, horror genres. Well, yeah, like horror in general. Yeah, for sure. killings and, like, just all the things. Witches and yep. all the things. Girl power. We should do that. Girl power. Not gonna lie, I kind of want that tattooed. Do it. <clears throat> I want so many tattoos right now. Too many. You need your tattoo before your wedding. I do. Which is four months away. <laughs> yeah. So... Hello, tattoo artist. Hello. I would like my entire back covered by my <laughs> wedding day. Thanks. I, I don't know $5. if it's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna happen. I feel like. I feel like I will. Well, like with money that I get from the wedding, maybe that'll be like a little tattoo fun, honeymoon fun, oh, and then tattoo. I fun. see. I see. I see. Because I don't think I'll have the money. Need your tax return. True. Just kidding. Anyone responsible, don't listen to me. I literally. <laughs> I just to my. I, okay, so I went to the gym earlier, and I was talking to this trainer, and I told him how yep. I budget, mm-hmm. and then I'm just telling you to, like, oh, fuck <laughs> it. Use your tax return. Go Might get, as well. stabbed. I mean, I probably will, depending on what it is, because I didn't get the first two stimulus checks. Yeah. And apparently there's going to be another one. Mm-hmm. So, in theory, I might be getting one. That's all going to be tattoo money. I hope so, too. Oh, that'd be fun. Okay. <laughs> we need to... Let's We're, do it. I'm. Yeah, are we ready? Um... Uh, uh, so okay, so she walks into my room today, right? <laughs> we walk into the podcast room, and Allie's telling me about her topic, and then immediately shuts my blinds, and I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna kill myself this episode." <laughs> creepy. So yeah, this yeah. is a, a disclaimer that yeah, this is a disclaimer. Um, if you okay, I'm not gonna give anything away necessarily, but if you have ever, I don't know, I guess I want to do like a little trigger warning. If you've ever had a stalker. This is a trigger warning, so yeah, just that—that's a brief like umbrella. I'm not talking about a specific stalker necessarily, but this is—I'm going to be talking about the Watcher, which you know nothing about. Nope. And yeah, I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna jump right in. Um, if okay. you're listening and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I know what it is. It's creepy." Hehe. <laughs> okay. Be Ali's friend. Take over my spot on the podcast. I'm going to go move away. Change my name. Dye my hair. Yep. Shave my head. Just. I'm turning into a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving my life behind. Just because this one episode might be a little, yeah. maybe a little creepy. Yep. Exactly. I'm Beautiful. not traumatic at all. No. Not one bit. All right. Well, in June of 2014. No. Maria and Derek <gasps> <laughs> brought us. Brodus, uh, Brodus. I God, yeah. it's a boy and a girl. Is it a couple? 
and their three children. (gasps) No! (laughs) Okay. All right, I'll shut up. You got it, you got it, you got it. Okay. June 2014, uh, Maria and Derek Bratis and their three children were getting ready to move into 657 Boulevard in Westfield, New Jersey. This house was considered to be the Bratis' dream home uh, since it was so close to Maria's childhood house. It was spacious, and the fact that its location was in the 30th safest town in the U.S. So just... 30th? The 30th. Okay. Yep. So just three days after completing the sale and before even moving into the house, uh, the family received a letter in their mailbox addressed to the new owner, which was handwritten in thick, chunky letters had no return address or postage. Oh, fuck. So, the type... Just your face, you're just like... Okay. Yeah, I don't like this. The typed letter said, Dearest new neighbor of 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday... I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 20s. My father watched the house in the 1960s. And now it's my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within its walls? Why are you here? I will find out. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I'm in one. Look at all the windows. What the fuck? Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I'm in one. Look out any of the many windows in the house at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. I see you already have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Bad oh my god! Bad move. Oh my god! <laughs> this you- is... You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. (gasps) You have children. I have seen them. (gasps) So far, I think there are three that I have counted. Do you need to fill the home with the young blood I requested? The fuck? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? I asked the Woodses to bring me young blood, and it looks like they have listened. Once I know their names... (sighs) Once I know their names... I will call to them and draw them to me. And what? it was signed, The Watcher, in a cursive font. I, I swear to God, <laughs> if they stayed in that home and did not move across the cut, across the <laughs> fucking world, are you kidding me? <clears throat> yeah. That's just the first page. Okay. So My after- stomach has goosebumps. <laughs> like, I don't even think it's ever possible. Your gut's like, what the heck are yeah. these? Yeah, yeah. This was this one's kind of a yeah. All right, real well, quick. We're just I'm about to go to bed. So <laughs> good night. Thanks for listening to uh, episode number 12, 20. 12. Fuck me. Okay, okay. Keep going. You're okay. So after receiving the letter, uh, the family contacted the Woods's family, who were the previous owners of the house, to see if they received a letter from the watcher. And the wait, you said the Woodses. I've asked. Did did the young blood? That I requested from the Woodses. Yes. So the Woodses oh, are the previous the owner of the house. And the Woodses, or the Woods, um, they told them that they did receive one letter from the Watcher, but it was received just a few days before moving out. So they didn't really think anything of it because they had lived there for 23 years and never had any issues. So they just threw it away. So like they'd never been in contact, supposedly, with whatever this is. They were like, oh, it was a weird letter. We we're leaving. We we're moving out. Ah, they didn't... That was just like a scam or something, or a prank. Mm. So, after the couples met with each other and they talked about the letters, uh, they decided to go to the authorities. Good. As they should. <laughs> and the police told them to keep this information to themselves because any one of their new neighbors could very well be suspects in this new case. So, the cops told them to move any construction equipment that was outside the house in case the watcher became angry and decided to throw large objects through the windows. So, two weeks later, a second letter arrived, which contained information about their last name, although it was misspelled. Um, They had the correct birth order of the children, as well as their nicknames. It also referenced their daughter painting in their enclosed porch space, and the letter asked if she was the artist of the family. It went on to say, 
Um, it has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secret it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. What? It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Oh my god! Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. Plan for what? <clears throat> all of the windows and doors oh in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move throughout the house. Who am I? I'm the watcher. And I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. I pass by, man, that was a weird infection. I pass by many times a day. <clears throat> 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession, and now you are too, Broadus family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought you the past three families. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy move-in day. You know I will be watching. All so. Right. Pack it up, you. <laughs> After receiving this letter, uh, the couple stopped bringing their children to the house. Yeah. They halted their plans to move in, as well as the renovations that were going on at the time. And that caused a third letter uh, to read, where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. And the stress from all of this led Derek, the father, to develop depression and his wife, Maria, to develop PTSD. Both of them also experienced uh, paranoia as well, obviously. Uh, justified. <laughs> Duh. I have paranoia <clears throat> and I don't even live in New Jersey. <laughs> I don't even live in New Jersey. <laughs> Never going to go to New Jersey again. Well, you haven't been there, have you? Never. No. Okay. Never. Never going to go. No. Nope. <laughs> Cross that on the list. Jersey Shore approved that like no, eons yeah. ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. That's true. Alrighty. So, a couple months later, uh, just six months after the arrival of the first letter, they decided to sell the house, and there were already so many rumors circulating uh, that nobody really wanted to buy it. And they felt the need to tell any potential buyers, like, hey, this is why we're leaving. That's fair. Do you want it? Makes sense. Good yeah. for them Wait, to be so honest. Wait, why doesn't the, the watcher buy the house, though? Is he not rich enough? I don't know. We don't know. Okay. It's all... Also, if his dad was watching it in the 60s, he was a child in the 60s, uh-huh. that means he would be anywhere from, like, 60 to, like, 80 right now? I mean, if he was... He could have been, like, born in the 60s. His father watched in the 60s. Right, so he would be 60. Just... Roughly. So between 60 and mm-hmm. 70, we'll say, maybe. Yeah. So... What the fuck? <clears throat> yeah, there's all kinds of... Yeah. So they tried to sell the house. Obviously, it went, didn't go too well and was not happening. The Broadduses tried to sue the previous owners for not disclosing the information about the letter that they had received, but that case did not stand up in court. This attracted a ton of attention from the media, and the Broadduses wanted to sell the house to a developer who could tear down the house, split it into two separate lots, but it was three feet too small for the mandated size of the neighborhood, so they couldn't split a couple years later, a lot down the street was able to be split, even though it had way less of a, um, or like way more of a, yeah. It would like that house could be done, but this one couldn't be. Mm. It's just weird. So, who knows something? Yeah. So, we're fast forwarding to spring of 2016. The Broadduses found a family that was willing to rent the house from them, but under the condition that they could back out of the lease if they started to receive letters from the watcher. So they knew about it and willingly moved in? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because nothing was happening. It was just these letters. Like, terrifying. To I know. To me, that's something happening. I would peace okay. out. Oh no, for sure. And the cops had done, like, surveillance and stuff. And they they did, quote unquote, everything they could. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So a new family moves in. Two weeks later, a letter arrived, which was addressed to... The vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. So that escalated. <laughs> Did he, he never knew their names. Oh yeah, he knew their names. How? What 
What? And went on to say, 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the Boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the Watcher! What the hell kind of trauma did this kid go through? I don't know. This person's not well. So, the letter went on to say, Maybe a car accident. Maybe a fire. Maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycle crashes. Bones break. You are despised by the house. And the watcher won. That was the last letter. (laughs) And, yeah. (laughs) That's the story? That's... That's kind of what I have. There are theories. I, I kind of just flew through that. I realized I just, I had seven pages of notes and I'm just like, Nyom! Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there are some theories <clears throat> as to who the watcher might be. So while the police were um, surveilling the house one night, like when this first happened, yeah, it was around like 11 p.m., a car was seen stopped in front of the house and that car was traced back to a young woman who lived in a nearby town, but her boyfriend lived on the same block as the Broadduses. So mm. they were like, mm, this guy's in that neighborhood. He was seen in front of their house when this was going on. Could be sketch. So the police questioned the young woman because the car was in her name, and she told her that her boyfriend played lots of dark and violent video games and said that the Watcher kind of sounded familiar, but may have been talking about the game the witcher yeah not sure there wasn't like anything that was solidly written down with this whole case it's like everyone shit the bed they were like oh this is happening oh well we can't really do anything they found dna on the letter but nothing that matched anything they didn't find fingerprints Apparently they set up surveillance, but they didn't ever see that person put the letter into the mailbox. Right, because it's clearly not the mailman. (laughs) No. (laughs) Clearly this poor mailman or woman Mm -hmm. is not the culprit. No. But. And since it didn't have any postage on it, it was just written. Yeah. like That was placed in the mailbox. And he said that, or the watcher said Uh that they were passing the house multiple times a day. Yep. How would someone not see someone? I, I don't know. I mean, he's invisible. I was paranoid because I saw a certain car outside my work the other day, and then I saw it in my block, but it was just two different cargo vans. But did I write down the license plate? Absolutely. Like, oh my people should be aware of this yeah. shit. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so back That's to the... terrifying. So back to the guy. Um, lived on the same block, and the young woman was like, oh, maybe, I don't know, The Witcher kind of sounds familiar. But just because you play dark, violent video games doesn't mean you're a violent person. Like, Correct. You think of any, like, ever, whose boyfriend doesn't play Call of Duty? You know, like. There are, there are, like, this, the psychologist in me is like, yeah, there are certain, there are certain times where that's prevalent, but yes. this is not one of them. No, exactly. Like, it's not in every, well, it could be, but it's not mm-hmm. in every single story. Exactly. Like, just because. Yeah. Because. Like, it could be something, but probably it not used to be it's books. not yeah not and then enough. after kids wrote read books and people freaked out they're like oh it's the magazines yeah. and then they're like oh it's the comics and now it's like oh that's it's the those damn movies video games in the video games yeah, oh the so violence like, yeah no exactly what's gonna be next yep oh it's the 3d machine <laughs> oh, the vr mm-hmm. yeah so <clears throat> that didn't really do much uh the boyfriend he agreed to go in for questioning but he never showed up and the police didn't have enough to force him to come in for questioning, so it just fizzled after that. Like, that was, they had a lead, and he was like, oh yeah, I'll come in for questioning, la-da-da, but they literally just saw his car in the neighborhood. They didn't have any other proof, so they couldn't, like, pin him on that, or pin that on him. Wow. Another option is Michael Langford, and he was their next-door neighbor. So, this one feels more realistic to me. Um, This theory was brought forth by Derek, who kind of suspected the neighbor after he, um, so, like, they attended a neighborhood barbecue mm-hmm. after the arrival of the first letter. So the first letter came, and they're like, ha let's go to the 
neighborhood barbecue and made all of our potential stalkers. And they just, you know, went as everything was fine. And Michael Langford lived in the house next door with his 90-year-old mother. And he had lived with her since, like, the 60s. Mm-hmm. And the same time that the watcher had claimed that his father had watched um, the house. So not only that, but the his father, he died, like, 12 years prior to the Broadduses. So that kind of could have explained that it's, like, the better part of two decades. Yep. That his dad had watched... And then kind of heated after him. So it could mm-hmm. be like this weird family legacy. Um, the The family was kind of known as like an odd family. Because all of their children were like adults. And they lived with their parents. Not that that's a bad thing. But they were like. I mean look at in the their 50s, 60s. And, Gordon family. <clears throat> yeah. That is true. That is true. Yeah. So it was just. They were peculiar. But didn't want to assume like. Oh they're terrified. Well, but this part. <laughs> Oh, uh, Michael Langford was known to creep out the neighbors by literally watching them as he would walk through their backyards and look in their windows. And due to the positioning of the houses, uh, Langford would have been able to see the porch space where they had mentioned the daughter's easel painting area. Police questioned Langford after the first letter, but he denied knowing anything. And as the interview was before the arrival of the second letter, some people were like, okay, well, why would he be dumb enough to write a second letter yeah. after being questioned by the police? And, yeah. Well, I mean, look at what the the um, one guy did with the ransom notes. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Who was that again? Uh, which... B- not BTK. Um, the guy who sent in letters to the police, basically. It, uh, I just watched a movie on oh, it. Oh, the Zodiac Killer. Zodiac Killer, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'll, they'll taunt it. Yeah, obviously if you're a if you're psychotic confident. like yeah. narcissist you're like oh i got this yeah i'm not gonna get caught so could be i can tell why you shut my blinds now <laughs> yep <clears throat> yeah so unfortunately another piece of evidence that casted some doubt on that theory was the discovery of dna on one of the letters mm-hmm. and the dna was belonging to a woman the police were like oh maybe it was michael's sister abby maybe abby was the watcher and the dna was compared to Abby's DNA from a water bottle that Abby had used, mm-hmm. and it was not a match. Okay. Doesn't necessarily say, like, 100% conclusively that it's, you know, it's not a possibility. Maybe it was, like, Michael's mom, because yeah. there was other women that lived in the house. But. What the hell? Yeah, but after the DNA test, they were like, oh, but it's not them. Not the family. Checked off the list. Okay, but, like, you said that the Woods lived there for, what, how many 23 years? 23 years. 23 years and no one saw anything in Fair that enough. neighborhood? Yeah. No one saw anything or heard anything? Apparently not. Or they're I... all in on it together and they just didn't want this some, yeah, some family to move in. Some creepy, Cult like, shit? this is our neighborhood. No, no new blood. That's so disturbing. Yeah. And the fact <clears throat> that it was six, seven years ago. Yeah. So, the last theory that I do not believe, but some people really strongly believe, some people believe that the Broaddus family made up the whole thing. Mm. Because the two houses that they previously lived in, they lived in, like, mid-range, kind of, I don't know. They, The dad, he, he really moved up in the world. So, mm-hmm. he, like, got promoted, and he kind of climbed the ladder in his position. Yeah. And so, they went from, like... A $300,000 house to, like, a million-dollar house. Good for them. Exactly. Hustling. Yeah. But some people are like, oh, well, maybe maybe they use that to, like, they realize that they couldn't afford the house once they were in it and they wanted to, like, back out after they bought it or something. People are horrible. Oh, people are trash. You do not fake trauma. You no. do not fake PTSD. Especially with a whole family. You get maybe one right. individual, if one person, or maybe, maybe a couple, but if they had three kids, like, they were, oh, I think they were, like, five eight and ten or something so like they were oh little my God. yeah i doubt that the parents were like all right kiddos let's let's instill some trauma let's no, lie to all the neighbors like that I, I don't think highly don't think that would happen wow and yeah that's that's kind of that on that <laughs> we'll have to keep up I... on the news and see if anything like shows up oh for sure 
Wow. I'm, I'm like, speechless. Yeah. I I feel like I read through that really, really quick, but yeah. there's, I don't I kind of, I thought I had way too much information, so I tried to, like, kind of be more concise with it. There are mm-hmm. some other quotes from it about, like, how the couple was acting at the barbecue and thinking back, like, they noticed that their kids were, like, playing with the other kids in the neighborhood and they were, like, kind of helicopter parents. Obviously, they just received a letter. Right. That's like, oh, you have children. Ugh. Right. But thinking back, the the mom was yelling the kids, like, nicknames. And that's probably oh, how that no. person learned the kids' nicknames. So. So he was there. Most likely. <gasps> oh, I just got. No. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, fuck. That is and so it's, scary. It's so creepy, too, because, like, this was in 2014. That's the year I graduated high school. In my mind, I'm like, oh, the DNA of nowadays. Right. They could catch a person. There's CCTV everywhere. You could find anyone walking down the street. You got Google Earth. Nope. They don't really go. Like, oh, I don't know. Was this, like, a small town? Or was this, like, a... Well, it was New Jersey. It was, no, it, it was, like... A nice neighborhood. Like, if you moved in, if you were on Boulevard Street, like, ooh, you you made it. What the hell? Then someone's paying someone it's culty. to ask to... Yeah. That's feel, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's nasty. Um, there's, there's a lot more... I don't know. It just... Huh. Yeah. I, I could go really deep into it, but some of the other quotes are just... Yeah. I don't know. I think we get the point... Yeah, that's the gist. Um, okay. Be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> Jesus, don't buy old houses. <clears throat> build your own Just house somewhere. Don't leave your house. <laughs> don't ever... No! We should not be saying that. We should be saying, oh, don't live in fear. Exactly. Fear Just buy a taser. <clears throat> buy a taser. Yeah. Then you have it. You're protected. Get get some pepper spray. Like, get, get a couple things. nothing. It That's also, why you get a taser. <laughs> right, because pepper spray, you have to be prepared for it to get in your eyes. Yeah. Because it's so close to you. Yeah. Ugh, we should do an episode on self-defense. Yes, we should. Actually. All right, well, on idea. a different note, <clears throat> speaking of, like, your intuition and kind of knowing your surroundings, um, I'll, I'll brush us up a little bit on clairvoyance. Yes. Um clairvoyance you had a really good uh um definition of that can you pull that up and read that i did oh yeah you had a really cool yeah yeah so this is the definition for intuition which obviously is similar to clairvoyance Mm -hmm. um so intuition is a noun (laughs) and it is noun in uh italicized like okay great now it's that's a leaning I, I went okay the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning some similar words would be instinct your sixth sense divination and clairvoyance so a thing one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning no. so yeah yeah so spiritualists also use the term um to mean seeing or hearing like clairaudience the spirits of the dead that are said to surround the living Research in parapsychology, such as testing a subject's ability to predict the order of cards in a shuffled deck, um, has yet to provide conclusive support for the existence of clairvoyance. But I believe it, mostly because I am clairvoyant. So, like, <laughs> I'm not. <clears throat> yes, I'm excited to talk about stories. I think that's going to be really exciting. Um, Another thing, um, I can just talk to my foot like that. Even. I feel like you've sent, um, they're just like random TikToks. It's like, oh, trust your intuition. Yeah. What is this dice going to, what is this die going to roll on? Yeah. Or what card am I going to pull or what color is this crystal? Like, yep. I've gotten every single one right. And I'm yep. sure you have too. It, it's bonkers. Yeah. Okay, it's continue. It's so crazy. Um, so clairvoyance is not to be confused with extrasensory perception. Um, that occurs independently of the known sensory processes. So usually, that's like telepathy, thought transference between two people, um, clairvoyance, supernormal awareness of objects or events, um, precognition, knowledge of the future. I would add jazz. So there are many different forms of clairvoyancy, uh, but 
some signs that you might recognize if you were a born uh, clairvoyant psychic. Um, Number one, you've always felt like you're different from other people. Um, Don't know what it is, but eventually, like, later in life, you start to understand and recognize your special powers and abilities. And I didn't really understand that at first. And then I was thinking about it, like, my life and how... I always was different, but never, I thought it was because no one liked me, mm. but like, it didn't start to like click Yep. until I started to feed into it and like listen to my, you got my gift or whatever, yep. I guess. Yeah. Um, number two, you have super vivid dreams. These people can communicate with the dream world. They're easily able to lucid dream and tell the future. Um, they can quickly lose their astral body as well. So that sounds terrifying. That's kind of where I fit in. Um, I have very, 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 very vivid dreams. Um, we can get into that later. Mm. So number three, you have or have had uh, imaginary friends. Most children seem to perceive a broader spectrum of stimuli. So especially at their baby age, mm-hmm. they're super aware and they're super like. Did you oh. have an imaginary friend? No. Okay. I didn't either. No. I never did. Maybe I did when I was, and I'm just not remembering. But. Yeah. Maybe we were little. I asked my mom, I was like, did I ever like talk to, some, like, I didn't have a closet, but like, did I ever talk to like, yeah, down the hallway? And she yeah. was like, no, 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 I never noticed. And I'm like, I probably do. <laughs> you just probably didn't notice. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I was up in the attic talking yeah. to someone. Well. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, Your children gosh. will, I bet. Oh my gosh. They're going to terrify me yeah um so it's you know if they had imaginary friends nowadays we would be like oh haha back then they were like you're possessed (laughs) get the church demons in you so um number four you constantly daydream this is a super fundamental part of being clairvoyant when you daydream uh, people get mental images and filter and process that through um the normal patterns mm-hmm. of thinking. Um, number five, you see random flashes and shadows. And number six, you can just quickly spot the aura or light around a person or an animal. You can see through the earthly veil. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could say like, oh, I'm really good at reading people. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you get like internal gut feelings, intuition, intuitive feelings, yep. that's that's your, your gift coming out. That's your gut. Yeah. You should always trust those instincts. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Like, when have they been wrong? And if they're wrong, it's like, oop, okay, well, you could have avoided a bad situation, so... Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> right. Um. So, my grandpa is clairvoyant, and I think I'm the next one in line that uh, also kind of was gifted that and then tapped into it because my mom... So, it's my mom's dad. And she was always like, what the hell? Like, why do you guys get to be so cool? And I just can't and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mom, you have to tap into it. Like, you have to, like, recognize it and believe it. So for this, I wanted to ask my grandpa about his experiences. Um, So he can see uh, people that have passed. Typically, it's, like, relatives. Uh, My grandma's grandma. Then he saw his dad and then... My grandma's dad. Um, so my grandpa started seeing people and started talking to them out in his shop. Um, that was after he had meningitis. Um, my mom's actually writing a book about his life. So when that's published, I'll pull a plug here. And Heck oh yeah. god, that sounded bad. <laughs> oh, no. I will plug my mom's book. There we go. We're not, pull- we're not pulling we're not plugs pulling here. Any plugs here? Oh, uh, here. <laughs> I'll plug the book and then yep. we can have it on our website for sure. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. So he was, he said he was like late forties, early fifties, something like that. Um, and he quoted that it killed part of my right, it killed part of the right side of my brain and opened up other areas in my brain. Mm-hmm. So that's when he started to see. The meningitis did. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he started to see other people. Um, my grandma said that they would go out to Dairy Queen or Perkins or anywhere, restaurants, walking around places and. He would be sitting at booths or tables or just be walking around, whatever. And he would start to see auras of people. And he'd say, oh, that one's black or, oh, that one's gray or pink or yellow. And 
So he said that black meant really sick, dark colors, dark purples, dark blues, really sick, pink and yellows. He's like, oh, that's like you. And I was like, oh, God, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but what he said, pink and yeah. yellow means like nothing's going on. You're you're good. Um, in graveyards, he sees a lot of spirits all the time. And I was like, oh, are they older? Are they younger? Like, when did they, do you see them as they passed? Or are they like... Do they change age? That kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And he said he sees older people and younger people. Uh, he would go by the graves and see them at the age that they passed at. Um, he sees my great-grandpa, who passed away at 80-something, I think, or 70-something. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember. I feel bad that I don't remember. Um, but he sees he he sees him at, like, 40-something. Um, and my grandpa said that they the spirits connect with us at times where they think we will be most happy. So, like, we'll see we'll see them in times that wouldn't scare us or make us sad. Um, and some other notes that he had, he had mentioned. Um, what you put out there comes back to you. If you don't pay attention, someone will get your attention. So pay attention to little signs here and there. Um, before my great-grandma just passed last week, she said that she was going to start leaving us nickels. And there are nickels everywhere now, and everyone in our family is, like, starting to see nickels. Um, so, yeah, people will get your attention if if you are paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my grandpa also said, look out for nefarious spirits, because they will pretend to be people you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens a lot with... What's it called again? I always forget. Paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Yes, sleep paralysis. Um best advice that he can give is just to think or speak out loud i do not consent then the spirits the ickies they have to go away um he said or he can play harp music (laughs) harp music because the frequency is angelic and icky things don't like that um you can also play 440 hertz and he said that's an irritant Mm -hmm. to the spirits that are icky um like the sound frequency yeah so yeah i wanted to then share some stories about kind of what i've gone through and if other if you guys are listening to this and you're like hey i relate to you let me know yeah it'd be cool to hear other people even if it's like things that they might i don't know if you're listening you're like what that's that's a thing that could Mm -hmm. mean this like it definitely could be i mean obviously like i feel like you can look into things you could find signs in everything, but then it's like, well, you never know. Yeah. Might as well be open to it and, well, not open to the icky stuff necessarily, but just be be yeah. mindful and, you know, there, there might be more hints and signs than you think. Yeah, for sure. I remember one time Brad and I were driving up the shore and we got probably about two hours north of our house and, or our town, and we were driving up to this house it was on the left and they had a smiley face like uh antenna i don't know what those big antennas were called like big satellites yeah satellite a huge satellite and it had a smiley face on it and i was driving and i just remember looking at brad and i was like oh my god i got the weirdest feeling i was like we need to turn around right now like something is so wrong we have to turn around Hmm. and it wasn't until a couple years later that we could actually go back and it was fine um, and then another weird thing happened where I was down in the cities for work and I was with a girl, um, uh, one of my, one of my friends and I was driving and all of a sudden I just like couldn't breathe and I was super dizzy and I couldn't like pronounce words and I was panicking because I was like, oh my God, am I having a stroke? Like, am I dying? I'm like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And then we drove a couple blocks down and I was completely fine. So then she was like, oh my God, I wonder if, you know. There was an accident there, pocket. or there was something happened mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, kind of like I said earlier, I have very vivid dreams. And <clears throat> I don't want to share too much just because of the privacy of mm-hmm. the people that I've dreamt about. Um, but I know that I'm going to have a little boy first for my baby. Mm-hmm. I know what my mom's wedding is going to be. I dreamt about that, like, way, way years before she even met the guy that she's currently engaged to (laughs) um recently i had a dream that one of our mom our friend's moms um 
was in like a self-harm type of situation and I hadn't talked to this friend in a while. So I was like, hey, just checking in. And I texted Allie and I was like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I'm panicking. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't know what to do here. Yep. And then she's like, well, just reach out and just kind of be nice about yeah, it and say, like, hey, here's could the be situation. Just a dream, but like, hey. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, hey, uh, just so you know, I had this dream. Just making sure everything's okay. And then she texted back a while later. And she's like, oh, my God, sorry. I had to call my mom. And then her mom was like, I don't know how Maddie knew. Yeah, I'm in a horrible mental place. And it was just like super bizarre. And I think after that moment, I realized that like these dreams need to be talked about. Mm -hmm. And they're meant to help people and not hurt people. Because I've had a lot of dreams that it's like predicting someone's death. And Mm -hmm. that's not something that you want to experience. Yeah. It's horrible. So... Yeah, if you are clairvoyant or if you have very vivid dreams and you want to talk to us about it, please do because this shit is so cool. It's it's intense. It's cool stuff. It, it's definitely, it's a lot Yeah, because there's a lot to research. Like, I feel like once you go down the rabbit hole, it's like, oh, there's so, you get this book, this book, all this, this website saying yeah. this, and it's kind of... I mean, there's obviously, like, varying, diff- like different varying levels of, like, how intense mm-hmm. your intuition can be. It might just be a little gut feeling. You might be like, oh, that's going to happen. And then, oop, it happens. Like, yeah, I don't know. Even it's just, cool, like, though. do you ever think about, like, if you go home and then you just take a different route one day mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't know why I did that. Yeah. I feel like that's because if you went the right way or if you went the you way didn't. you always go, something would have happened. Yep. Or, like, if you're ever stopped at a stoplight. I've just tried to practice gratitude and be like, I'm supposed to be learning patience here or something would have happened to me if like I would have kept going or like there's always a reason. Like if you just keep hitting red lights and you're like, oh my gosh, this is worse. I'm like to work, whatever. Like, yeah, it, I I do believe that everything does happen for a reason. So I feel like you gotta, gotta trust that stuff. Yeah. Don't sweat the small stuff. Or like if you get a feeling about someone. Yep trust your gut like reach out i just what did i just hear about something where your initial thought is your intuition and then your thought after that is your thinking brain Mm. where it tries to analyze it and it tries to like make sense of it put it in a box maybe and just yeah rationalize things right but your initial reaction is your intuition interesting which i thought was really cool i like that yeah so that is really cool I want to practice our intuition. Oh, okay. Oh, not I don't have like a oh, game. Oh, I was like, I'm ready. Oh, no, I don't have like a I was game like, or pull anything, a card, but... I'll guess it. Yeah. <laughs> How many th- numbers am I thinking? Uh... <laughs> How many numbers am I thinking? I need to go to bed. I, I don't know how many numbers are you thinking. Is that, did that make sense to me? It, I mean, it, I no. would probably say that like, what's sense? the number I'm thinking of? Holy Not how many cow. numbers am I thinking? How many numbers am I thinking? <laughs> okay. I think that's what I'm going to ask now when I want to know what time it is. How many <laughs> numbers like, are, we, are we thinking? How many? Like, what? <laughs> Can I get an RSVP? Just like, like just a rough estimate. Like, yeah. what's the number situation right now? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I feel like this always happens. We always, like, oh, we're going to record at this time. And then we're like it's bedtime how does this happen? oh yeah because we have to freaking work and school and yeah, life we, and everything we, we just end up recording late but that's okay we're still getting it done now still we're fun. old ladies and we're like no we're it's like, 7 30 i need s- to go to bed in an hour put my rollers in yeah <laughs> take my pepto-bismol <laughs> <laughs> y'all like elka i got acid uh, reflux okay. i got acid <laughs> go to uh, a party <laughs> Oh gosh. Amazing. We should do an episode on things we say now. Honestly, yeah. That's a good idea. That would be such a cute episode. That's a good one. I like that. Reminisce a little bit. Yeah. We could do an Instagram live and just like talk about Oh freak you, yeah. Things that we loved to Mm -hmm. do. Yeah. That sounds great. We should do one this weekend sometime. Yeah. Let's do it. Heck yeah, baby. Episode 21. Oh, amazing. I can't right. believe this is episode 20. This is this is incredible. I know. I can't believe we've been doing this for five months. Shout out ah. to our patrons that have been supporting us since day one. Yes. 
Thank you so much. We love you. We're hoping to get merch out soon. Yes. We're eventually. We're chugging along. We're, we're trying to save up money. Because we're broke. But we're trying. We're we're managing. Um but yeah. So thank you everyone. Yeah. Remember that we have stickers and yes. if you want to yes. buy stickers, head to our website Please. or message us Honestly, on any just messages. We'll we'll send you some just we'll, we'll send you stickers. You don't even need to buy them. We have so many. Yeah. It's just <laughs> We just have so many and they're adorable and people should have stickers. So Yeah. Yeah. Just just right. slide into our DMs. Okay. Where can you uh where can you find us? Well, uh, we're on Instagram at it's not a phase pod. We're on a website. <laughs> we are we're on, on a Squarespace. website. We're on Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I just saw this microphone at the corner of my eye, and I was like, <laughs> "What is watching me?" <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay. Website www.itsnotafazemompodcast.com, and we're on TikTok, not a phase mom podcast. Facebook, it's not a phase mom podcast. We're on Patreon, it's not a phase mom. If you wanna. Also, we apologize to our patrons on Patreon for yeah. having late episodes. We've had deaths in both of our families the last couple of weeks, and it's been such a hell of a long. Yeah, month. honestly, twenty twenty one has just been. A, there's been a lot of. It's things, been a so lot. So we are. We apologize. We're trying to get better at it. Yeah. But with schedules and life, it's just been super, super hard lately. So, anyways, yes, we're okay. also available on. We're on Anchor. Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Castbox. Yeah. So beautiful, homies. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. This was fun. Everybody in the club getting podcast creepy, getting spooky. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week. Yeah. See you next week. Hopefully, this didn't creep you out too much, but probably did. Sorry. It's okay. It was good, though. Like, I <laughs> oh, yeah, never, no, it wasn't. Yeah. I had never heard about this until today. Just so recent, too. I love it. And then clairvoyance. Oh, amazing. Please send us messages. Like, yeah, we'll talk, talk to us. We would, yeah. All right. We're here for you. Yes, we are. We're proud of you. And we're proud of you. Yeah. We are proud of you. Heck yeah, dudes. Okay. Stay well, spooky. Stay spooky and creepy. Love you. Bye. Bye.